0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Nick Costos, someone I do like, and he's back from vacation. How, how was your time away, Nick?
2: Oh, man, it was great. Uh, it was awesome. I wish I was still there, honestly. But yeah, great to be back working at everything again.
1: Where did you go?
2: Uh, first half of the trip, I went to Connecticut, uh, visited some college friends, one of my buddies at the house up there on the shore, Ooh. Stayed there for a number of days. And then I uh, was in the Hamptons for the last like five days of the vacation. So, oh, uh, the Hamptons. The was perfect. Yeah, it was great. Very, very bougie and haughty taughty. Excellent. Like right up my alley. I loved it.
1: I just, uh, all I know about the Hamptons is every time it came up on Seinfeld and I just watched yesterday when George was telling, uh, Susan's parents that he had a place in the Hamptons and they all drove there and then he finally snapped that's all i know about well, the
2: what's his line in that you want to get nuts let's get nuts you, you want to get nuts <laughs> let's get nuts all right well welcome and what back did he say at the end he's like I, he goes i don't have a house and they're like yes we know or something like that at the very end
1: yeah and elaine's like haven't you done enough to these people <laughs> you, you yeah. killed their daughter killed their
2: daughter yes yes yeah.
1: all right well welcome back did you have when did you get back yesterday
2: uh, I've been back for a couple days, got back on Monday night and worked yesterday. So this is day two back in the saddle. For
1: me. All right. So we're all in the grind. I think I'm going to start with you. I got to ask you about this AL East, man. There's not one team with a losing record. Everybody's like got Oriole fever. They've won nine in a row. You know, the Yankees and Red Sox. I watched that game on Sunday night, which was like, I don't know what it was about that game, but I think the Brewers have been so boring and frustrating to watch that that game was just like the greatest baseball game I've ever seen. Yankees clearly in control of that division, but when it comes to these other teams, like are the Orioles just a fun story right now, or is there is there a reason to think that they might be uh, worth making some money on first, and then also like in the playoffs?
2: well, it's like worth making some money on. Is like, okay, like how, how do you make some money on them? Like you bet them to win the American League. You bet them to win the World Series. And, you know, I, I don't think they're there just yet. I mean, look, they're playing great baseball and they're an awesome story, like you said. Now sitting at 544 and 44, winners of nine straight games. But still, you know, I, in, in the wild card hunt, so I guess I could potentially still make the playoffs. They're only two games behind right now, the Blue Jays in the standings, three games behind the, uh, the Red Sox, and three and a half games behind Tampa, who just lost to Franco, obviously, for an extended period. So it's within the realm of possibility that Baltimore gets into the playoffs. But, I mean, is Baltimore going to be able to beat the Yankees, be able to beat Houston in a series in the postseason? I don't think so. So, I mean, is there a chance to make money on Baltimore on a game-by-game basis? Maybe. I had them last night against the Cubs. That felt pretty good to be able to win that bet. So, certainly, I think they would become more viable on a game-by-game basis. But I don't see this being a team that you want to bet to, like, achieve great things in the postseason this year I mean obviously it looks like they're ahead of their trajectory and may be good in, in the years to come but I, I don't necessarily see that happening this year and as far as the division goes I think Tampa's the team that may fall out of it um, when it's all said and done um, given the Franco injury here you know the Red Sox are, are playing much better baseball after their like tough start to the season and you know it felt like a massive win for them to split that series with the Yankees over the weekend and the comfort behind win on Sunday night I still think Toronto is like too talented to be where they're at only four games over 500 in the standings and And the Yankees are starting to show some cracks in the armor, you know. 3-0 3 nothing in the ninth yesterday, lose 4-3 to Cincinnati. I actually bet the Reds went out when it was announced Aaron Judge was going to be out. I fell asleep in the eighth inning, woke up this morning, and saw what happened to top my fist. Like, one of the only times <laughs> I'll ever root against my favorite team. But, I mean, look, we, we, we've we seen this with the Yankees since 2009, when the Yankees won their last World Series championship. This is a team that has had, like, dizzying regular season success in most years, and, you know, falls apart when it matters the most. So, I can just tell you as a Yankees fan that I'm not supremely confident come playoff time, if they have to see Boston, if they have to see Houston in in a series here, so I actually do think the American League might be a little wide open. I don't know if Baltimore's the team that I'd look to put my money on, but that's my assessment of things at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, I'm just looking at uh, everything in the American League, and and I was going to say that I would only probably put money on the Yankees or the Astros. I just feel like to win the pennant, it'd be one of those teams. Maybe the Red Sox, you know, if they if they get in a series with the Yankees, I don't I don't like anybody in the Central. I don't know what the White Sox are doing. That's a massive disappointment. I don't know how wide open it would be.
2: Yes, yeah, I think I, I think that's fair and like like the Yankees obviously are, are are have a 14 game lead in the in a division where every team is 500 or better the Yankees yeah. have a 14 game lead. So like yeah, like the Yankees are the best team. I'm just telling you that like I've seen this movie before. I, I kinda know how it ends and I'm and I'm scared about how it's gonna potentially end here. So I don't know how I'm gonna choose to play it just yet. Kinda wanna like see a little more, see how like the bracket shakes out, obviously in this new postseason format in baseball here. I'm just saying that like like if you're gonna bet the Yankees, like you never do it now. Like never do it now at the height of the market. Like maybe wait a little bit, let's see what happens here, let's see what the prices end up being. But I mean, but the Yankees at sixty one and twenty six, I don't think now's the time to bet them, like that ship has sailed.
1: Uh, then I'll go over to the National League. Obviously, the Dodgers are a team that a lot of people think can can go back there. They're very good. The Mets have been playing well. Uh, the Braves are coming on. I don't know. I mean, I can bring up our Brewers. I think that the way that people are acting about the Brewers right now is they'll probably win the Central, but they're not going to – I mean, they don't have enough hitting. They don't have enough – it's so bad here that we're actually talking about trading Josh Hader just to get some bats, which would be stupid, but yeah, well, I, I mean, get what- the conversation.
2: I mean, I don't. I don't know if the lineup is that terrible for the Brewers. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Only 12 run. Only 12 less runs scored than the best. I'm not saying the lineup is great, but I mean, they they, they have scored. They've scored a bunch of runs here. I, I, but I agree with you. I, I don't think Milwaukee it's like a significant threat to win the National League. I think mean, like you could see it happening just because you know, in a short playoff series with the, with the two studs in the front of the rotation, obviously, and the stud in the back of the bullpen. You know, there's obviously a case to be made for Milwaukee because of that, but you know, if you're going to look to get away from the Dodgers, who are obviously streaking right now, and you know, that division was very close. Like, I don't know, like it felt like when I went on vacation, things were very close in that division, and now the Dodgers have opened up a seven-and-a-half-game lead um, atop the division on the Padres, and the Dodgers kind of look like that team that we expected them to be. If I were going to get away from the Dodgers, and I, I don't I I don't mean to make this New York centric because I am a New Yorker, but it would be the Mets, you know, when, when Jacob DeGrom comes back and you saw what Scherzer did the other night, in um, the start in Atlanta, outdueling Max Greed and a fellow on the Max on Max crime. Like Scherzer's obviously dynamite. We've seen it over the course of a first ballot Hall of Fame career. And when DeGrom comes back, if he looks like he looked last year, right, when he was like the runaway favorite to win NL Cy Young before he was lost for the season, I mean, like, that that's that's a better one-two punch than the Brewers have, and no disrespect to the Brewers starters, who are great. But I mean, you have those two guys at the front, a pretty good lineup, um, a battle-tested manager, obviously, in Buck Showalter. Walter. I think if I'm looking to get away from the Dodgers in the national league, the Mets would be the, where I would
1: look. I don't mind Nick Costos here. You better, you bet on the Odyssey app. I don't mind keeping it a little New York central here is that's where a lot of stories are coming out of. What about your Knicks? I mean, apparently they're, yeah, they're rushing to trade for Donovan Mitchell, but what are they, like? what are they going to give up?
2: I don't know. I've, I've kind of like lost all hope that the team's ever going to be good in my <laughs> lifetime. So we're not really sure. Um, you know, like, apparently, it would be RJ Barrett, um, and then probably another young player, which would be like quickly, um, Toppin or like Quinton Grimes, probably, mm. and then like a bunch of first round picks. And like these picks that they have are like whatever picks. They're all like protected in the top half of the draft. So the picks are like whatever. I don't care about the draft picks. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess you make that deal. Like, I, I love RJ Barrett. He's 22. He's improved every single year. But Mitchell's 25. I mean, is Barrett. I guess, like, is the best case scenario for Barrett to be like Donovan Mitchell? Like, could he be better? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, with Mitchell, you've already got a guy who's great. And, like, I know it was in the bubble, but he's had the postseason success. We remember that great series that Utah had against Denver when him and Jamal Murray were going back and forth with the 50-point games. So I, I, I actually think it's, like, a deal you probably make if that's what it is. If it's, like, Barrett and OB Toppin and a couple first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell, I I feel like you make that deal. And then it's... It's Donovan Mitchell and it's Jalen Brunson. And I know that like, the, the criticism of Mitchell will be he doesn't play defense. And he's not a great two-way player, and the league is built on great two-way players. I don't know. I think if he goes to play Tom Thibodeau, he'll probably give more of a damn defensively. The other thing would be, you know, Jalen Brunson is not necessarily like a ball-dominant player. We saw that in Dallas where Luca had the ball all the time. But given that his new contract, he's going to have the ball a lot. And Donovan Mitchell is a guy that takes a billion shots a game. And Mitchell, obviously, in Utah with another star in Rudy Gobert. like Gobert doesn't shoot the ball. So Mitchell was able to shoot a million times a game, and he's not, like, efficient. Like, he needs to shoot a ton in order to get his points. So fascinated to see how that might play out if the Knicks got him. I guess, like, with Donovan Mitchell, I think the Knicks are probably, like, I don't know, like a, like a top-seven team in the East. But, I mean, like, the Bucks would laugh at the Knicks in a postseason Oh, series. sure. You know, like, the Celtics would laugh at them. The Sixers would laugh at them. It's just like, I don't know, man. Whatever.
1: Well, the Celtics, they're making some – like, Brogdon, if you – if, he's always hurt, but if you only need like twenty minutes a, ga- a game out of him, and then Gallinari, the Celtics have reloaded pretty good. Just since you mentioned them, if you were, um, if you were Golden State, would you trade for Durant? I wouldn't.
2: Yeah, of course, of course. Nah, wouldn't I wouldn't. You? They don't need him. I mean, I guess, I guess that they don't need him. I mean. You would you would if if Chris Middleton had been healthy, you'd say that they need him because the Bucks would have won the championship, and they would they would they wouldn't have won it. So I think they'd then we'd be like, yeah, they probably need Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's an easy if it's if it's like available and they can like make that deal, yeah, I mean, of course you trade for Kevin Durant. But, no, I,
1: I like what the Warriors start. are doing because they're Steph and Clay and Dre are gonna leave. Yeah, Nick.
2: I, I I gotta tell you, man. Imagine like you're a smart guy. I respect your sports opinion. Imagine being like, yeah, we don't need Kevin Durant. Imagine saying that and meaning it. Like what do you what does that mean, man?
1: No, I mean of it. Of
2: course you trade for Kevin
1: no. Durant. No, you got you got a nice you got the varsity Warriors and the J V Warriors, and the J V Warriors are gonna take over when those guys retire. Kevin Durant's gonna cost or you all those won't. assets.
2: Kevin Durant Or they won't, and you'll win a championship this year with Kevin Durant again. No,
1: Kevin Durant's gonna tweet his way out of this league. I'm really yeah, I'm really I, tired I, with I, Kevin. I, I kind of
2: feel like he's too good for that to happen. I feel like he might stay in Brooklyn. By the way, just quickly on on Durant, um, I think the Nets are worth taking a shot on now to win the championship at a depressed number.
1: Oh, yeah, Um, now that they're super low.
2: Yes, correct. And now that it looks like Durant, like, might actually stay in Brooklyn. Like, why would, yeah, if I'm Brooklyn, why would you trade him? Like, Kyrie's going to stay, you've got seven. Run it back one more time with Durant. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, like, go, like, put the mortgage on the Nets to win the championship, just that, like, it's a pretty palatable number at the moment to bet the Nets if you think that Kevin Durant might actually stay in Brooklyn.
1: I don't know if you heard about my big news, but uh, a couple of Fridays ago I filled in nationally on CBS Sports Radio for Zach Gelb.
2: And oh, great.
1: I was talking a lot about Kevin Durant, and I had said the Brooklyn Nets should play the hardest of hardballs and there's no way that Kevin Durant is going to sit out a year. Worst case scenario, he sits out a year because he doesn't want to play for you you're the trade package you can get from doesn't get lowered at all oh no one less year of kevin durant now he's fresh so the Nets should get exact like they they should ask for the world and they should keep him. kevin durant wanted to come here you keep him. so i'm with you i i, w- I would look i would look yeah. at the nets now for sure
2: i i agree yes yeah, so it's a, like again like not like a not i think a, a, a significant sum of money on it but I mean, you wanna you out there listening, you wanna put a couple shekels on it if you agree with us that the Nets are more likely to keep Durant than trade him at this point? Um, it's a great number to get and that number's gonna drop precipitously if and when they that gets announced that he's gonna play for them this year.
1: All right. I was excited to talk to you because I look forward to these segments, but also I need some uh, I need some British. I need some I need some guys in the
2: British. Okay. Yeah, guys in the British Open. Let me just—I want to bring the odds board up just so I can give you the latest up-to-date numbers here. Uh, Rory is definitely good. I don't—Rory's the favorite, but I'll definitely be on Rory. Just to answer the Tiger part of this, I would never bet Tiger to win the tournament, and like Tiger gets bet like in, in a ridiculous fashion. So like Tiger to make the cut has been steamed. So like I don't even know if that's worth taking at this point. I, I don't know if I'm going to have any against mm. up in this tournament. R- Rory. Mm-hmm. That I really like. I always look at my guy, Colin Morikawa, and these majors, Morikawa sitting at 30 to 1 right now. I guess if you're going to go down the board, I don't really know if I like any like guys at really long prices. I guess one guy that I'd give you at a long price, and the price has moved about 30 cents from plus 125 to, um, to, to 90 to 1 would be Bryson. And like I, I understand that like he's he's not good, I get it, and he's been in like a really poor form. This is a guy like 18 months ago was considered to be one of the best golfers in the world who could literally win anywhere, and now you're getting him at 90 to one. So I'll definitely have a couple bucks on Bryson and DeChambeau. And I know that it's kind of like not in vogue to say you like the favorite to win a golf tournament. We're always looking for the value. I just gave you a 90 to one shot. I actually think Rory's the most likely guy to win this tournament. Rory's a 10 to one. I will definitely have a ticket on Rory McIlroy.
1: Nick Costos, you better you bet. Welcome back you got the best time of the year for sports, baby. July. So enjoy it. Yeah. Can we
2: just like, can we just like talk football next week, please? Like, I don't, I, I mean, it's my favorite. Like it's almost here. Oh well, yeah. Let's I be, mean, I, I'm excited, man.
1: I'm, I've never been more excited. Honestly, I have never been more excited for football. And we had a guy calling uh, a while ago, Carl. He says, why is everybody freaking out about the Brewers? Why is everybody breaking down every game? There's 162 of these things. And I'm like, I get it, man, but. It's that or, or or what? I mean, I can only,
2: yeah, someone, I, can only someone, I can't someone do 4 hours on Wimbled. Like you try. Yes. Yes, you try. You try doing 4 hours of sports radio on Wednesday, July 13th and like and don't talk baseball and see where it gets you.
1: <laughs> I know. I, know. Uh, I, I I need it. The Brewers had three rain delays take calls. last night. thing ever on the
2: show. Yeah, you guys don't like, even take we calls. We don't take any calls. Yeah, so I mean, it's like yeah, we got to. So, you think I? You think I want to break down Clay Holmes and the Yankees bullpen for 20 <laughs> minutes on the show today? Hell no! I want to talk about football. We're almost there. We've almost made it.
1: Callers during football season, you get 30 seconds. Make your point. Get off. Callers during July, you get the whole segment, man. You get eight minutes.
2: Oh, they're guests. Yeah, call, callers during July are like guests. <laughs> yeah. So blow V A for whatever you want. Tell me your life story. Great. Whatever. <laughs> Fill the, get me to the end of the show, please.
1: All right, Nick. Appreciate you, buddy.